Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! <laughs> Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man. <laughs> How about that quarterback? He's something else. Drink it in, man. Cornbread. Drink it in. <laughs> Drink it in, man. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man. Welcome, everybody, to the Detroit Kool-Aid Casper here this Friday morning. Um... This is Mike coming to you. I mean, Derek, once again, busy schedules, unable to hook up, so you get to listen to me this Friday. Uh, once again, any state that has the daylight savings times, that is taking place this weekend, so you will lose an hour of sleep Saturday into Sunday. So don't stay out too late, because there's a chance you may miss church on Sunday morning, and that's not a good thing. But anyways, you know you know what I do here on Fridays? I give you the weather for the weekend. Of course, here in Michigan, it's supposed to be beautiful. This has been the oddest winter of all time, but I will take it. It's supposed to be 40s and almost, um, almost uh, mid-50s come Sunday, so it can be as crappy as it wants during the week, but as long as this weekend rolls around, it's really nice. I'll be getting outside, maybe uh, doing a little yard work, going for some walks, doing stuff like that, so once again, everybody, enjoy this weekend. Um, just a couple things I want to touch base on. Once again, um, I know we are covering the shows again. Uh, I will be covering the Washington game and the Thanksgiving Day game against the Bears. That'll come up after the break, but um, there's a couple things I want to touch base with first um, before we get in, into everything. Oops, I forgot. Once again, TGIF, everybody. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, First thing I wanted to touch base on was the uh, rumor going around that the um, Washington Redskins, there's uh, some scuttlebutt happening, that they may be looking to draft uh, Tua. If uh, once again, if he's there, if nobody trades up, um, not for sure what uh, Ron Rivera sees or does not see in Dwayne Haskins, considering the Redskins spent a first-round pick on him last year. But I did see an article, uh, something to the effect of that uh, Dwayne Haskins was having difficulty reading the Ron Rivera's playbook. He's having such difficulty that Ron Rivera thought maybe he had dyslexia. Um, not for sure if that um, if he does or not, but. Uh, I'm not for sure if Ron Rivera is comfortable with Dwayne Haskins, you know, as his quarterback. Um, once again, everybody thought Chase Young would be penciled in as the uh, number two pick automatically. I've heard a couple people say, well, they got Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan. They don't need him. You know, you know, Kerrigan's been around for a while. He's getting a little long in the tooth. I mean, Montez Sweat was a rookie last year. So, uh, still, I mean, Chase Young has to be the guy right there that the Redskins have to be looking at. I believe part of this could be as um, – just them trying to drum up a little bit of, uh, you know, some uh, rumors out there where people might be looking to actually, you know, trade up to the number two pick. Uh, the Redskins do have a lot of holes, so they may be looking to, you know, get a plethora of picks. 
Um, it's one of those things, though, I can't understand it. Uh, you see a lot of people, I know Derek really, really likes Chase Young a lot. A lot of people are calling him a generational talent. He had better numbers at Ohio State than either one of the Bosa brothers. So, I mean, he seems just like the number the number uh, two lock. Uh, it's still even one of those things I, I couldn't understand. If this guy's such a generational talent, and I realize Cincinnati needs a quarterback, I mean, if this guy's you know really supposed to be that good, how come you know Cincinnati wouldn't look at him at number one and be like they have Joe Burrow already penciled in? But um, I know a lot of Lions fans are liking the sounds of this. You know, with the Redskins maybe looking to take another quarterback in the first round, and um, you know going with two as opposed to Dwayne Haskins. Now Ron Rivera is not one of those coaches that you know that's you know been a long time coordinator. He's been around the block. He's coached um you know obviously a head coach for a while, so he does have some cachet to say like I want to draft this guy. I don't like who's here. Um. So if he wants to go with Tua, you know, having Chase Young fall to the Lions, I know a lot of Lions fans would be happy with that. Um, I know me and Derek will probably discuss Chase Young a little bit, you know, at some other point. But um, Chase Young, I mean, I know the Lions do need some pass rush ability, and they need to, um, you know, uh, be able to get to the quarterback, you know, get uh, quarterbacks uncomfortable in the pocket. And Chase Young uh, on the other end of the line, you know, with Trey Flowers on one end, would definitely help do that. So, um, either way, I think the uh, scuttlebutt about the uh, Redskins taking two, I think that's just a a smokescreen. Maybe thinking Miami or Oakland willing to uh, give up a bunch of picks to trade up to the number two spot. Um, And that way, uh, the Redskins would be able to uh, fill some more holes. But if that was to happen, I mean, once again, Chase Young falling the lines isn't really that bad of a thing. So... Uh, another thing I want to touch base on, um, I was watching video on uh, Matt Patricia. He uh, joined the uh, was it uh, Good Morning Football crew as they were in Indianapolis for the uh, for the combine that took place. Um, talked to him, Mr. Schrager there. I know one of the things that he said was that he was uh, very happy that Matt Stafford was the quarterback here in Detroit. Um, he did state that actually Matt Stafford was one of the reasons why he came to Detroit, and um, he would like him to keep him as the quarterback on the team. Uh, I know there's always you know me and Derek have talked about this, you know you know trade him, but once again we we believe that the cap hit would be too much, and uh, and um, I don't think that the Lions are interested in doing that, considering everybody's come out and said that uh, you know Stafford's here, Stafford's going to be the quarterback. But uh, along with Matt Patricia saying that he was happy with Stafford, I mean, he did have um, some other things I thought was a little bit of coach speak, you know, you know happy with the, way, with the way the direction the team's going, they're going to be better. It's going to be, you know, pretty much, you know, coach speak at this time of year for a team that's picking number three. Um, I do particularly like how Matt Patricia is one of those coaches that uh, he never looks to uh, throw his team under the bus. Uh, one thing I do wish at this point, um, I wish he'd kind of get rid of the pencil out from behind the ear. I think Derek's a fan of that. Me, I think it's starting to be a little one of those things, just like, okay, it's a gimmicky thing. You know, it, it might be time to get rid of that. But uh, Matt Patricia, we all know he's a coach here. He's going to do what he wants. He's he's going to be the uh, he's the one calling the shots, and he's going to be the one, um, you know, helping uh, Bob Quinn make the pick. And I do believe, once again, this team needs some defense. So, um I, I think they're looking at that side of the ball, but I mean, we never really know. I mean, something could come up, lines could trade down, and um, they could be uh, looking, you know, at offense. You know, that always happens as well. You know, anything can happen in the draft. That's what Derek always says. It's just as soon as you think you know, you don't know. Something happens, throws everything to a tizzy. Um, so uh, we're all looking forward to the draft and uh, and uh, seeing what will happen to improve the Lions. 
Uh, other than that, I'm going to take a quick break here so we uh, can get a time for our sponsors. I really appreciate uh, you guys taking time, you know, in um, dealing with our sponsors. I know there's a few other people that have actually used Anchor and um, got some, their own podcast going. So uh, here's a listen, and we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, once again, uh, it's uh, Friday, and uh, I'm here by myself. This is uh, Griff coming at you. Sorry, so there's no bells and uh, no uh, dings or anything like that. So and, um, I, if I remember to do one on myself, I will look to do that. But uh, what I'm going to do here is, um, once again, we're uh, covering, uh, recapping the season. So I got some pointers here on a couple of the games. And um, just uh, to go back through them, just to remind everybody, you know, what happened. We know the Lions had a tough season. But still, this is um, it's always nice to look back at the games and see, uh, you know, the good points, you know, along with the bad. So, um, once again, I'm covering the Washington game and the Bears game on Thanksgiving. So, uh, we'll start here with the Washington game. And this is one of those games that I know before the uh, the game when me and Derek previewed it. Even the low, even though the Lions had Driscoll at quarterback, um, the Redskins, you know, they weren't they were not that great a team. They weren't having a good year. Haskins rookie quarterback. He had um couple spots here and there in games but mostly he looked like a rookie quarterback in any time that he had played so um we both felt good going into this game even though the game was in washington lines having backup quarterback that um they may be able to go in there and sneak out with a win even though we know winning on the road in the nfl is a hard thing to do Uh, my first major point of the game overall that i would like to make is that Dwayne haskins he his numbers you know they weren't that great you know, he's kind of, you know, inaccurate with the ball, but his wide receivers, I don't know, I don't know if anything was on their hands or these guys are just some amazing concentration, but these guys were coming up with some catches that it's just like, they're like almost Madden-esque that you would see like on a highlight of Madden that you would stop the game and then go back and replay it just to show it because their, their wide receivers and McLaurin and stuff, they were just, they were just making some amazing catches just to kind of make up for the bad passes that Haskins was having. You know, that was like my biggest take from the game. I mean, there was points where guys were wide open and Haskins was overthrowing it, underthrowing it, bad passes, misreads, but there were some who was just like threading the needle and some where guys were jumping, making just these great catches, like one-handed catches. And, it just, you know, scratching my head, like, how, you know, what's on these guys' gloves? You know, even watching the replay. I remember thinking that, watching the game originally, but watching the replay, I thought the same thing. But, um, and, you know, starting into the game, um, let's see, uh, the lines here on Driscoll. Once again, he's one of those quarterbacks. He had to have, you know, he has pretty good mobility, an okay arm, but still, you could tell he's one of those, you know, quarterbacks, you know, not too much, you know, time, you know, on, under his belt in the league. So, um, 
he did have a nice drive early on. Um, Washington uh, did go down, you know, did have um, uh, a three nothing lead, but uh, Driscoll, you know, had a nice drive. That Washington was able to get some pressure on him at points, but uh, Driscoll with his feet was able to. Um, Scamper out, you know, you make some things happen, you know, get get some first downs on some runs here and here, here and there, and with um 11 minutes in the second quarter, you know, the game was 3-3. <clears throat> this was once again one of those games that wasn't at this point, you know, very exciting. You could tell that the offenses were struggling with who was you know under center, but um right after that, I remember this. We were talking about the game. I had went to the uh, kitchen. You know, or um, you know, use the bathroom really quick on the kickoff, and uh, Washington, you know, man named Sims, you know, returned the kickoff. Um, there was some bad coverage on that. It looked like a few guys left their left their lanes. Um, not for sure what happened there. I, I don't think it was blocked perfectly, but um, it was one of the things. Sims, you know, went up the middle, you know, missed a couple guys, broke to the top, and just ran down the sideline, and nobody was going to catch that guy. And you know, watching the highlight again, it's just you know one of those things where. You know, there's always talking that they're looking to take the kickoff out of the game or maybe changing it to the way the XFL does it. But that was one of those things. I mean, it's an exciting play and, you know, it went against the Lions. But you just have to have better coverage than that. And I know last year at points, you know, the Lions special teams did have some, you know, issues. You know, that's why their coach was let go. But still, I mean, a kickoff return, it doesn't happen a whole lot in the NFL anymore. There was an awful lot of touchbacks. But Simmons was able to take that one to the house to give the um, give the Redskins a 10-3 lead at that point. Um, then, uh, once again, uh, it, it's nice to see, you know, I know we mentioned this before, with, with even with the uh, new quarterbacks after Stafford went down, that um, that the offensive playbook did not change. Um they still tried to go down the field some when they could. Um, there was right after that, um, you know, Driscoll once again tried to make a you know play downfield, threw into coverage, and uh, he was picked off at that point. Um, and, but the Lions defense did come up, and they, and they did, and they, and they held, you know, forcing um, Washington to punt. After that, um, you know, Lions had decent field position. Uh, I can't remember exactly where, but the next play, there was a fumble by the Lions, and it was recovered by Washington. So two plays in a row, the Lions had turnovers. You know, and, and Derek's right. Usually at this point, I'm looking for the sky to fall, and, you know, two plays back-to-back, one bad pick, and then another one just putting the ball on the ground in a pile of people. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where, you know, I hang my head. You know, I'm starting to think, oh, gosh, you know, you know, you know same, same old Lions, but... You know, the defense bowed its back, it stiffened, you know, held them to a field goal. You know, so um, the Lions at this point were only down 13-3. to um, There was other points in the game, you know, before the halftime. Um, Driscoll looked good at points when people said, okay, you know, he might be a decent backup. You know, I, there's, nobody, there's no way I'd look to trade Matt Stafford to have him as the starting quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. But then there was points, once again, you can tell he was, you know, he was just a, a young quarterback without a lot of time. There was also points in this game where the offensive line, you know, did not help him. I know Washington dialed up some unique blitzes. And, um, you know, once it, it always seems like when the Lions play Washington, Ryan Kerrigan seems to have a big game against them. There's points where he had a you know, sack or two, you know, had some more pressures. <clears throat> and um, the offensive line did look confused at points. And it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a great day for the Lions offensive line, especially with, um, you know, carry on out. You know, Bo Scarborough ran the ball. He, had, he did have some really nice runs in this game. 
you know, some up the middle. And, um, you know, he looked like one of those guys that, you know, make the line, you know, make us as fans think he could be the, the power running back that the Lions are looking for. But, um, right before the halftime, the Lions, you know, do drive down and, um, they make it, um, you know, within the red zone, but then the offensive, then the offensive drive stalls and they settle for a field goal. So at halftime in this game, it's um, 13-6. to six. And at this point, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, for as bad as the Lions have played, um, you know, and the wet Redskins have, you know, rookie quarterback under there, I figure Matt Patricia may be able to dial up some changes, make some adjustments, and, you know, and this team, you know, would be able to pull it out in the end, even with Driscoll at QB. So um, once again, there in the third quarter, the Lions, you know, get the ball, and um, Driscoll, once again, it's one of those things that, you know, kind of showed some flashes, had a few nice passes, you know, drove the team down the field, and uh, threw a touchdown Logan Thomas with roughly 10 minutes left in the third quarter. And so um, that's uh, he, Logan Thomas, you, you know, uh, ran a nice flag route on that, you know, off the field, and, you know, broke for the black uh, for the back flag, and uh, Driscoll, you know, put it over the top, and, uh, you know, a nice uh, pass and catch by the team to tie the game up. And once again, uh, a couple things happened, and uh, you know, Derek, this is for you. Jared Davis had a nice sack. You know, blitz right up the middle. You know, uh, Dwayne Haskins had nowhere to go. You know, it's one of those things where I know we talk about it, but you know, got to give the guys due. You know, Jared Davis when he can, uh, you know, shoot from the hip that way and just point and shoot and go and make the tackle. That's one thing that he does excel at. So uh, Jared Davis, nice sack there in the third quarter. Lions get the ball back, drive back down, and um, they once again, you know, drive stalls and they settle for a field goal, and it's uh, 16-13 at that point. And then we go into the fourth quarter, and um, I- I'm not for sure what what really happened there. I don't know if the Lions. There was points where they seemed the Lions bring a little pressure, but then once again, they kind of did what we saw later in the year. Um, they didn't get nearly as much pressure as they had. At other points in the game, uh, Dwayne Haskins seemed to settle in a little bit more. His wide receivers once again made a few more of those catches that, you know, make us wonder what was on their gloves, what special, you know, scientific substance was on their gloves to give these guys the, you know, the, you know, the opportunity to catch everything thrown in their way. But, um, you know, the Redskins put a couple drives together. You know, the Lions didn't get too much drive, you know, too much pressure on those, uh, on the last drives, um, they went down at one point, kicked a field goal, and then the Lions got the ball back. And then I realized the Lions were trying to, you know, drive down the field, you know, late in the game to try to, you know, get into scoring position to pull the game out. But once again, Driscoll threw another bad interception. You know, over the middle, guy was well covered. Washington just stepped right in front of the pass, just jumped the route and threw and right in the hands and uh, got the interception there. A um, couple more plays. One, th- one of the plays, once again, that – brought to my mind. I know me and Derek laughed about, not laughed, but kind of debated. It's like, well, how come nobody was guarding Adrian Peterson out of the backfield? I remember Derek saying, like, what, what had Adrian Peterson done all day to put somebody on him? Which I can see his point on that, but still, he's on the field. He's a pass-eligible, you know, wide receiver. You know, somebody can catch the ball, and still he was out in the flat, and he was able to catch the ball, make a man miss, scamper up the sideline for a big gain to help them get back into field goal range. <clears throat> And then, uh, once again, late in the game, the you know, Redskins were able to kind of salt it away. They uh, got the field goal, you know, take a 19-16 lead. And then uh, late in the game, there was another interception, you know, end of the game. But um, 
where was Dwayne Haskins? He wasn't there under center to take the final kneel down. He was too busy, you know, taking selfies with the crowd. Um, I don't know if that's immaturity. I mean, happy he got his first win. I understand that. But, gosh, dude, I mean, that's kind of one of the most classless things I've seen out of any pro. It's just like, I'm going to go take selfies with the fans after my first win while the game is still happening. It's like, I mean, I guess it's one of those things. I mean, it may sound like sour grapes and people are like, you know, you don't want them to do it, win the game. But still, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that while the clock is still running, go over to the sideline to take selfies with the guy. But uh, maybe that's one of the things that shows his immaturity. Maybe one of the things that Ron Rivera doesn't like and maybe why he's thinking about taking Tua Tungavailoa at the number two pick. But uh, anyways, you know, it's one of those tough, heartbreaking games that we often talk about last year. Another, you know, one-score game where the Lions just, you know, aren't able to hold on in the end. You know, they, there was points where they played well. There was points that, you know, the defense, you know, did not get enough pressure, got wide receivers wide open. But when, like I said, the wide receivers in this game really made some catches that were, I mean, you just have to, you know, give them credit. You know, they were just amazing catches. But that's just a tough luck loss right there for the Lions at this point in the season. But then after that, we know it's a short week. It's a short, you know, plane ride back from Washington, D.C. to Detroit. And the Lions are going to have to play on Thanksgiving. And I know once again it's a hard luck season, and a lot of you know a lot of America you know is not you know happy to see the Lions when they're having a bad you know year on Thanksgiving. But still, you know it's our game. You know, leave us alone. We're the ones that started it. You know, we're not going to lose it. You know, I'm, you know, sorry we've had some bad years, and you know we haven't been able to watch all like you know all star teams, and you know the Dallas Cowboys they play at 4:30, so you can sit around and watch those guys, and we all know they'll get the calls on Thanksgiving. But, you know, the Lions are here. It's our game. And I was more than happy to, you know, you know, after, um, you know, while eating, pony up and uh, watch this game as well. I love Thanksgiving. always have great, great memories of this game as a kid. Even now, I, I still love to watch it, even with the times that the, the hard luck years the Lions have had. So uh, let's get into this game. Um, once again, the Bears quarterback, Mitch, it'll always be Mitch, and he comes down, you know, Bears get the opening kickoff. Uh, Cordell Patterson takes it out, gets a nice return. Patterson's one of the most dangerous return men in the game. We all know that. He's one of those guys, it seems like no matter what, you always want the guy to return it. It always seems like he's going to get it past the 25, no matter what, or he has a major chance of breaking it. So, you know, once again, uh, the kickoff coverage on it, you know, not that great for the Lions. So, um, you know, uh, Mitch, he's able to uh, drive the Bears down the field on the opening drive. Lions didn't have too much pressure on him, and uh, they go up on you know seven nothing you know early in the game. And at this point, you know I'm just like, gosh, guys, you know it's it's going to be a long game. I realize, you know, um, Driscoll got hurt the last game, and Blau was now the quarterback. It's the first time we've all seen him. Uh, Lions traded for Blau at the end of the preseason, so we're all kind of interested to see what this guy can do. So um, once again, you know, um, Blau's out there, and um, Daryl Bevel keeps the playbook the same, no matter who's in there at quarterback. Comes out there, and um, Blau just throws a great deep ball. You know, Kenny Galladay, you know, you know, double move, and he's by the defense. Blau just puts it out there, and Kenny runs underneath it. You know, scampers in for the 78-yard touchdown. Um, it's just one of those things of like, whoa, you know, it really opened my eyes right there. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be great, you know, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those games, we throw caution to the wind, we're going to keep, you know, playing hard, and, uh, you know, once again, won't change the playbook, just because we're down to our third string quarterback, you know, from that, at that point on, you know, in the first half, you know, you know, Blau, you know, looked, you know, really, really good, um, it seemed like the Bears were just kind of, like, sitting back, you know, hoping at this point that, you know, they would allow him to make mistakes, you know, either with their coverage, 
or you know just um maybe not reading the right defense you know maybe tricking him but you know but you know you have to admit you know I look good early you know he had a, you know some nice passes to Kenny Galladay who had a big game you know this day you know well over 100 yards receiving on like four or five catches you know Marvin Jones you know um his stats weren't you know weren't as you know prolific as Kenny Galladay's this game but once again he had some nice catches he seemed to get open as well you know and um and um early on you know Lions get the ball back after they hold have after holding the Bears the punt Blau drives him down again, you know, finds like, just the aforementioned, you know, Marvin Jones in, in the end zone for a touchdown. Lions are up 14-7 at this point, looking really good, you know, on Thanksgiving. <clears throat> you know, we realize at this point as fans that there's, um, you know, um, more losses, you get a better draft pick, but it's always nice to see them win on Thanksgiving, so I was pretty happy. Offense was looking good. The defense, you know, had settled in after, you know, that early drive by Mitch and the Bears, and um, Lions were up 14-7 at this point. And then right after that, you know, Lions go kick off, and it's like that onside kick. That wasn't an onside kick. Not for sure if, you know, somebody slipped, stumbled, you know, a misplant, but that ball, you know, you know, shot right at the uh, the Bears' front line on the kick return team, bounced off them, and the uh, Lions recover. You know, so um, that's uh, one of those things that, uh, it, it, you know, afterwards they were like, oh, no, that was just a miss hit. We didn't plan it. But I, I can't understand why more teams don't do that early on. Or at some point in the game, you know, it's just teams aren't looking for it. You know, yeah, all coaches say look for it, keep in mind, watch it. But I don't think they really believe that they're actually going to onside kick at that point. So, uh, you know, the Lions jumped on the ball. They took advantage of um, the uh, of the Bears' first line, just, you know, turning to look to block, you know, return on the block. And, uh, you know, they got the ball, they got the ball right there. But, um Lions weren't able to do anything with it, you know, they, uh, you know, punted away, but then, once again, the Lions defense, you know, held up again. Um, <clears throat> Blau, once again, had another nice uh, deep ball to uh, Kenny Boy at about uh, five and a half in the second quarter to move the ball down there, and at that point, it looked like the uh, drive was about to stall out, but then um, the Bears got called for roughing the passer, and it continued with the drive. And it might be one of those things where Bears fans be like, "Oh, it wasn't that bad." I don't know if you want to call that roughing the passer. It, it was. That was that was the the new NFL roughing the passer, and I guess you really can't complain about it. Um, Bears fans, sorry. I know I often complain like those calls go against the Lions, but you know they got one here. You know, so once again, I'll take it. You know, I'm always I'm always more than willing to take those calls for the Lions. Um, Lions had the ball for um, a couple more minutes, but once again, the drive stalls and. Um, they go up 17-7. Then the Bears, like right before halftime, they're able to, um, I don't know if they went into like some sort of soft prevent defense, um, the Lions did, but uh, the Bears moved the ball down the field, got within field goal range, and took some of the momentum away from the Lions by um, kicking a field goal and only being down 17-10 at the half. Um, the third quarter, um, you know, at this point, you know, uh, Lions are up 17-10. I'm happy, you know, half a game, Blau's looking good. And, you know, going into the second half, the defense is, you know, playing pretty well, um, even though Mitch is having some time to throw the ball and he's finding his receivers. But still, we're up at half. I'm good with that. You know, second half rolls around. Lions get the ball. They punt it away. Bears get the ball back. And um, at about the 10.5-minute mark, mark, my boy, big play slay, comes up with a nice interception, you know, to stall the uh, the Bears' drive. Um, and I'm always one of those things. I think, um, was it, he only had, Slay only had, 
two or three picks last year. Can't remember right off the top of my head, but uh, a lot of teams didn't throw his way. So uh, him getting the pick, you know, that amped up the crowd, made me hyped up. I'm like, great, we got the ball back. And uh, we can go down and score, and that's what I'm hoping for. But at that point, the Bears had made some adjustments. I don't know if they did some more, you know, you know, disguise the coverages a little better. Um, they really increased the pressure in the second half as well. I thought they brought some more blitzes against them, Blau. But he didn't look nearly as comfortable in the second half as he did in the first half. Um, once again, you know, rookie quarterback, it's come to be expected, you know, it just seemed like, you know, the clock struck midnight and, um, the, you know, the pumpkin went back to, you know, the carriage went back to the pumpkin and Cinderella returned back to, you know, being, being a housemaid and, you know, Blau just did not look that comfortable in the second half. So, uh, um, there was points in this game. I'm like, come on, I'm just like, just hold on. Let's just get the W. Just, you know, defense is playing good. Just hold on. You know, don't make any mistakes. Offense, just, you know, keep the ball. Just, you know, try to do something. Let's get the run game going just to kind of burn the clock. But, you know, one of those things where the Lions had to drive to put it away. Then the Bears, once again, I don't know, Mitch has some elixir against the Lions where he just becomes, you know, Joe Montana. And he's just able to hit all these passes. And he drives the ball down the field and he hits a Horstead. The tight end. I know you're all saying who, the same Horstead who had a touchdown against the you know for the Bears a few weeks before in Chicago, um, or or he had a you know I can't remember his, he just had a nice game in that game too. But you know, well like Horstead, you know I can understand why the Lions aren't guarding this guy. Once again, he is a pass eligible wide receiver, so I'm not quite for sure he's tight end. And we all know the Lions seem to struggle with covering the tight end. But I know when Horstead scored, I was just like, gosh man, this just can't happen. You know so. But at this point, you know, they scored, it's 17-17, <clears throat> then, it, then the Lions, you know, you know, something happens, Blau, he, he, he gets a little bit of his confidence back, and he, he puts a really nice drive together, and um, it gets down, they're, they're, in, they're in the red zone, they're close, I mean, I believe they're within, within the 10, it's third and one, and McKissick's at running back, and 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 I know there's probably certain offensive sets for certain guys, and you know it's one yard, and it's and it didn't seem to be like one of those. You hear the term like, oh, that's a short one or a long or a long one yard, almost two yards. No, it seemed to be you know just around you know maybe you know one yard, you know something like that. And McKissick's in there, and he gets the ball, and he has the edge. And we realize McKissick's fast, but he he tried to even go farther to the outside. If he cuts it up right then and there, he gets. He gets the he gets the one yard. That's all we're looking for. I mean, he's looking for the home run play. You know, just scoring the touchdown. But you know, cut it up. You know, just get get the one yard, and you'll be fine. That's what you needed right there. No one said he tries to bounce it outside, and you know, Fuller comes up from that from the corner spot. You know, dives in. You know, makes a you know shoestring tackle, and McKissick goes down short of the uh, of the of the first down marker. Now, once again, at this point, you know, I, I believe this is going to be like, at this point where he was tackled, it becomes like maybe a, a, a really long one for fourth and one or closer to fourth and two, and the Lions settle for the field goal. And um, Lions go up 20 to 17, so it's okay. They got the points here. You know, I, I realize the Bears just went down and scored, but still, you know, the Lions defense hasn't been playing that bad today. Um, at this point, the Lions defense does hold, and the Bears, get, and the Bears are forced to punt. The Lions get the ball back. And um, Scarborough, at this point, has a big run down the sideline. Breaks to the outside, you know, and he rips off a nice, you know, like it was like a 15, 20-yard run. 
And once again, there's a flag on the play. Kenny Galladay, you know, for such a great day, he had wide rec- you know a wide receiver catching the ball. And, you know, he had the black. He had the he had that block in the back, and um, and it was pretty obvious. I mean, I know you, people can say, well, it was chintzy. No, watching the replay, it's one of those obvious. You know, he hits the guy in the numbers. You know, one of those things. You know, coaches tell you if you see his numbers, you know, don't hit him in the back. Just you know, you know, kind of let it go. Just kind of stand there as a wall, and um. You know, let the let the running back go around you guys. But the McKissick play and the Galladay play, I think, were the two biggest you know plays of this game. Um, and you know, not getting the first down, keeping the drive going, and maybe getting a touchdown on it. You know, and have to settle for a field goal, and then the block the the block in the back. You know, sending sending it back, forcing the lines. You know, to end up you know punting from the drive, giving the ball back to the Bears. Um, the line at that point, once again, I don't know what it is. Mitch, Mitch, you know, finds life. The, uh, and, you know, I'm going to beat the Lions because I'm Mitch Trubisky. I'm terrible against every other team, but for some odd reason, I show up against the Lions. Um, he's able to, you know, feed these passes in there, you know, uh, to, um, the wide receiver Miller on the, uh, on the Bears. Um, the worst part was, I mean, Miller was running routes against uh, Justin Coleman, the big signing that the Lions had in the offseason. We all know that. And um, one of the catches down the sideline to put it near the end zone, I, I, I don't know. Coleman had decent position, but I guess you got to hand it to Mitch at that point. He just made a great catch. Miller made or a great throw. Miller made a nice catch to put it, you know, within, within the 10, 10-yard 10 line. And, you know, at that point, um, the the Bears go in for the score to go up uh, 24 to 20. Now um, the Lions do get the ball back late in the game and maybe looking for Blau to you know do some magic. But at one point um, <clears throat> it's like third down and um, Blau gets sacked and it's gonna you know it's or it's like second down he gets he's sacked and it's like third and 22. It's you know pretty much third and a mile. And at this point he just throws the ball up for grabs you know down the field hoping to get a first down and it's a pick. Um, Bears pick it off, and that pretty much ends the game right there. You know, a tough luck loss, you know, on Thanksgiving, right after a tough luck loss on the road, you know, in Washington. So, man, you know, in that short week, you know, the Lions lost two tough games, you know, you know, to two teams that were very beatable, even with what the Lions had on the field, you know, going down 24-20. So just a rough week. You know, once again, it was, you know, it was nice to see family and friends on Thanksgiving, and uh, but still... You know, tough luck loss, you know, for the Lions, you know, going into the long break. So, uh, um, but still, this kind of showed where the Lions were at. They, they did have some pieces here and there. Um, I would still, like, for this year, I, I wouldn't want to put my eggs in the basket of the Driscoll or Blau as the backup quarterback for these guys. I know at points last year, I was just like, you know, maybe give them some snaps, see a little more. But I think throughout the year, as the game, as it wore on, especially with Blau, we saw that. Once teams saw a little more tape on him, they were able to figure him out. You know, confuse him more. And he didn't look nearly as good as he did from the start. So that happens a lot. It's the NFL. There's a lot. You know, that's where the best coaches are. So uh, um, at this point, you know, it's, you know, it's a hard luck season, and right now the Lions are just playing for pride. You know, the, the infamous you know playing for pride term that everybody uses, and we're all like you know saying, why don't we just lose out? We get the best draft pick we can. So um um. 
that that's pretty much this week, you know, covering these two games. I know next week me and Derek will be back. Um, once again, if you guys want to hit me up on Twitter, feel free to give me a you know a shot at at Grifka. That's G R I F K A D K C. Or uh, call in on the line or text at 989-272-3484. Once again, that call, that line is 989-272-3484. And um, I know it's been nice talking to you guys this week. Sorry, once again, I didn't have any bells for you guys this week. And uh, um, once again, uh, I know I like the shameless plugs of, you know, hit me online, you know, at uh, Twitter. Once again, that's at GrifkaDKC. Or... Uh, Please hit up uh, Derek Oakery. Uh, that's at Derek Oakery. That's D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Both of us love to hear from you guys, talk to you guys. You know, Tell us what uh, you want us to talk about. If you have any questions for us that we'd like to uh, answer on the show, um, you know, uh, give us a good question. We'll answer it here for you. And um, that's all I really have. So once again, uh, just to let you guys know, is there anything else that I have for you guys this week? Uh Nope. So uh, that's all I got. Once again, you know, go Lions, everybody. Uh, drink it in. Have a good weekend. Bye. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.